welcome to the first ever episode of Sage Cigarettes Presents A Ghost in the Magazine. I am Steph Nunez, Editor-in-Chief for Sage Cigarettes Magazine. And I'm Elle. That's Elle. She works with me on the magazine, and this year we decided to make a 31 Days of Horror movie list, and now we're going to talk about them. So, this week was, the theme was, what was it, Ooh Shambling Corpses? <laughs> which is a great theme um and we had four movies um train to busan reanimator plan nine from outer space and dead birds so we're gonna start by rating them l if you want to go first <laughs> well i mean this one wasn't hard uh train to busan definitely number one reanimator number two this is where it gets a little dicey, and yes. I think I'm going to put Dead Birds above Plan 9, but they both had issues. Major issues. So I put, I have basically the same lineup, except that I put Dead Birds last only because it technically wasn't a zombie movie, which is kind of what we were True. going for. We made a little whoopsie, and it seems like it would be a zombie movie, but it's more like a haunted house slash demon movie right yeah so uh, i want to talk about them but from worst to best because i feel like we'll have a lot more to talk about for the really good movies so um i guess we should start with dead birds all right oh gosh dead birds okay so dead birds was civil war era movie And um, I was a little confused in the beginning because I was doing my nails, which you should never do while you're watching a scary movie. I um, glued my doing my nails while I was watching this too. Oh, you were? Oh my gosh, we're so (laughs) so. Let's address the beginning because you may have caught what I didn't catch. So I know that they were criminals and they had all this gold, but were they actual? soldiers or were they masquerading as soldiers you know i cheated because i went and looked up the movie uh okay. synopsis and stuff and it seemed they were deserters that's what i thought mm-hmm. and where did they get the gold from they they held up the those actual soldiers oh okay oh that's so rude <laughs> i mean i was all for them holding up a bunch of uh southern soldiers so whatever but they were I mean, all yeah. southern soldiers so yeah Everyone's basically, Um, (laughs) and it doesn't change through the whole movie. They're Mm -hmm. all kind of like shitty, all garbage people, all of them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it starts off crazy with that, and then they like, you know, they come across this house to camp, but outside of the house, there's like a giant cornfield. And cornfields are bad omens for me because of children of the corn. And so you just don't mess around with cornfields, <laughs> like, especially massive ones. And this one was huge. And then, like, this weird thing comes out of the- and it looks like a big old skinned something, like a, like a big skinned pig with sharp teeth or something like that which was really gross. And there was also a scarecrow, which was actually a dude. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately thinking of scary stories to tell in the dark. So that happened. And then they're inside the house. <laughs> Terrible way to describe this movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It was just super yeah. slow, too. 
It was very slow. And um, uh, they're trying to, like, I don't know. They're trying to protect this gold or whatever. But, but they all get, like, they all have their own adventures in this house. And it's very unclear where the problem is coming from. Like, Right? <laughs> okay, I really like good lore. And I could yes. not figure out what in the hell was going on. And I watched the end of this movie twice trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And it was just, I still, I don't know. No idea either. And I I wasn't sure. I, I still thought it was going to be a zombie movie while I'm watching this. So that's where my brain was. And like, yeah, there was like this part. I don't like movies with scary kids in it um, because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> But there's, like, this scene where the girl is, um, she's, like, alone in the room, and she hears noises. And, like, first of all, when you hear a scary noise out in the hallway, you shut the door and pretend it's not there. You don't go look at what it is. That's just real life. And she, like, goes over there slowly. And then you hear something in the room, and she's, like, slowly turning around. And then mm -hmm. that weird scary kid was under the bed. Uh, yeah. And I'm, like, what is it? <laughs> I'm, like, is this a ghost? Yeah, that's what I didn't get. Is it a zombie? Is it a ghost? Is it, like, what? What's going on here? She's like, oh, it ran out. It's gone. It, like, <laughs> ran away. Like, you, so you scared the ghost kid. Mm -hmm. That makes much sense to me. So. <laughs> and then they're, like, some of them are, like, wandering around the property at night, which, like, why would you even do that? I feel like they should have all kind of, like, stayed together in the room with the gold. Right? Okay, so... Mark Boone Jr., who is in also in John Carpenter's Vampires, and he plays Bobby on Sons of Anarchy. My first bullet point in this is, is Mark Boone Jr. and everything, and will he die early? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so yes. <laughs> uh, he, goes out, he goes out to put the horses away, and then falls in that well or whatever, because he's being uh, called there by a dead kid or something. But why the fuck weren't the horses put away to begin with? That should have been, like, step number one, secure the <laughs> right? horses. And secure the gold and then we're gonna park our asses right here especially because they're like oh there's a storm coming in so what you just leave the horses out in the storm that was like what they said when they got to this farm was there's a storm coming in let's just leave the horses hanging out outside it's poor planning and <laughs> irresponsible okay the whole movie was super weird and i going back to the well thing i have a note that says kid zombie in the well oh hell like <laughs> why would you go over there Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is an abandoned farm and you're hearing a child. Obviously, it's a bad thing, you know? And you hear a lot, like, in all kinds of scary movies, scary stories as things. Like, you know, in any Ouija board story that you hear, <laughs> they'll, like, the bad spirit that you're talking to will often masquerade as a child because they're trustworthy. But it's obviously not a freaking kid. But in this yeah. case, I guess they were kids. I guess <laughs> they were something I don't I still I'm still very confused so again I cheated and read that guy that the old farmer guy was trying to bring his wife back by like offering his kids and everyone up to the devil to reanimate her or whatever which I guess that's where the shambling dead thing is from I still again I'm confused as to whether they are like ghosts or whether they are demonic zombies or like what the fuck and then at the end, when the guy gets shot, he's like one of those uh, hairless cat tooth things. I'm confused. I'm so it's confused. kind of like 
um, the whole thing is on a loop. And if you get mm-hmm. stuck in that loop, then you turn into this naked cat thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I was why? What a what a what a shitty way to go. Get stuck in a loop, turn into a naked cat thing. Saying, like, that's an actual nightmare, and that's probably the scariest part of this movie because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't scary, but I do have something else that I was really confused about. Okay. There was a scene where, you know, because towards the end they're like all running through this freaking corn maze like crazy people in all different directions. So first I was pissed off because when the main guy, William, and the girl, I can't remember all of their names. I know there was yeah. a William. I know that there was a Sam. And that's mm-hmm. only because Sam was in White Oleander. And I remember his the weird shape of his no upper lip. And, um, yep. So William and this girl, you know, like, they were lovers. I guess she nursed him back to health when he was injured during mm-hmm. the war. And he was like, that's Bay now. They're running through the cornfield and they get separated at some point, but there wasn't long between the point where she ran away from him to where he's calling her name. There's no way they didn't hear each other. There's no way. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> like she just like they're just she just keeps running like it's stupid. So that happens. And then someone else in there, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but he gets blasted into some green dust. Do you remember seeing that? Not Clyde. Clyde was the guy who got turned into the Todd. scarecrow. It was Todd. It was Isaiah Washington. Todd. Okay. Todd got blasted into green dust. What was that? Yeah. Right? I was I was very confused. It's like, what are the rules? As as they say in Always Sunny, you know? I don't I don't understand the, the rules of the lore here, and it's very frustrating. Like you have to have rules, otherwise, literally the whole movie, you're going, what the hell? And that's basically what this was. I need someone to explain the green dust to me. Because mm-hmm. that was freaking wild. I need and someone to explain, like, the whole fucking thing to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I need to know whose favorite movie this is. Because there has to be at least one person. I want to hear their passion for this movie. And why they love it so much. True. Yes. Because I think we'll get a lot of answers there. I wanted to like it. I love period pieces. And I, yeah. like, I like the idea of just, like, a weird western. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to like it. And I just, like, I couldn't. I had really high hopes in the beginning. I was like, oh, this movie's crisp. I feel like it's going to be, you know, a good time. And, Mm -hmm. gosh, it just wasn't. And so the the other thing that happened in the end was that Clyde, the guy who they thought run off with the gold, I still don't know what happened to the gold. Do you know what happened to the gold? No, I have no idea. It just disappeared and everyone went freaking crazy. But if y'all would have done what I told you to do and sit in the room... (laughs) Then you yep. know where the gold was. So Clyde turned into the new scarecrow. And when they cut him down and they took the bag off of his face and all his shit was stitched together, he looked like his face was made out of clay. Like it was lumpy. Do you remember seeing his face? Yeah, yeah. And it, it looked like the doll. Like he was holding or somebody was holding a doll earlier where the eyes were sewn shut and the mouth was sewn shut. Yes. I, I guess. Why did they cut? Well, why did they shovel his head off? Like, I don't remember. I don't know because I blinked and I missed oh. it. I'm yeah, looking at too. the TV and then all of a sudden that that's when the girl took off in the cornfield, actually. Yeah. And his head was rolling around on the ground. There was an aesthetic. It, it was good for that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Oh, the girl's name is Annabelle because I put 
There's no fucking way William couldn't hear Annabelle screaming in the cornfield. Yeah. So I have her name. The note that I have is after everything Slick Willie gets punked by a ghost dog, because that's how he got out of the cornfield, a dog chased him out, and then the dog disappeared. A very normal-looking dog, by the way. It was like there were so many symbols and things that we should be able to have some kind of meaning attached to, and it just didn't come together. It was really disappointing. It just failed. So I feel like everyone who was in the storyboarding for that movie was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of Dead Birds for me. I'm good with that, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not one that I would uh, watch again. So Mm -hmm. I guess we can move on to Land 9 from Outer Space. Remastered in color, by the way, because it's from Mm -hmm. 1959. Yep. Oh, boy. I have, like, three notes. And that's it on this movie. I was very confused. I was really upset, but I know, you know, it's probably a thing of the time and acting, but everyone was kind of monotone. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when they were on the plane, the airplane, and a stewardess came up front and she's talking to them about like coffee and shit. And I'm just like dying inside because they sound like they're literally reading right off the paper. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, that's what I like about it, because it's got that really 50s B-movie, like, campy feel, I guess. It's overdone to the point where it's just so bad, it's good. It's like the Twilight Zone kind of feel, but Twilight yes. Zone's better active. Like, Vampira. She was my favorite part of it. It was a, a nothing role, though. Like, all she really did was walk around and hold her arms up, but she looked hot. Yes. She just <laughs> gave her spooky vibe and said, pay me, and I'm going home. Yeah. That was my favorite part, too. So I couldn't tell right away. Because Vampira was in it, I was confused. I says, is this aliens? Is it vampires? Or is it zombies? Or is it a mixture? I think it's supposed to be a mixture. But I don't know about the vampires. I I think it's just supposed to be like, the aliens are reanimating the dead because they can't communicate with humans because humans are stupid animals. And so they want to get the dead to like, Help them stop the humans from doing stupid shit. That was the idea. So why wouldn't they just blow up our planet? I don't know. I think that I'm that's sorry. like I think that that's not Plan Nine. That might be Plan Ten. Okay. I think that- <laughs> well, they can't move on to Plan Ten because spoiler alert: they blow up at the end, like a <laughs> <Yep>. spaceship. <laughs> like the flying saucers sent me. They are incredible because they literally mm-hmm. look like they're dangling from string. They probably are. Like, the flying (laughs) saucers and the horizon, like, and and the palm trees and then, like, the green coming around. That's that's what I live for. That's That was my part of the movie that I like, so. Like that, when the two cops are like, look, over there at the graveyard, and the green (laughs) is glowing around. Yes. Okay, so the only reason why I felt like vampires were involved was because they were talking about the man having to be buried in the mm-hmm. mausoleum for um like like a family tradition or whatever and then he ends up in that lady's bedroom with his cape covering his face yeah and that is Bela Lugosi too so that's right. why you would be getting that vibe anyway so okay so all right so I'm not sure if that's what they were going for or if when mm-hmm. these people signed up they said but I have to have my cape Mm-hmm. and that's the only way I'll do it I have to have my cape right I mean that's what I would say if I was ever in a movie 
Right, because they're like, this is what I'm known for. Like, Vampira's tiny little freaking waist. How? Mm. I almost looked it up, and I forgot. Like, how is her waist so tiny? Yeah. You could, like, I don't know, wrap your hand around her waist. And that kind of made her even spookier. Yeah. One thing about, you know the beginning, the intro? The cheesy guy, like, just Yes, with his little swirly hair. I loved that. But one of the things he says is future events such as these will affect you in the future. And I'm like, okay, future (laughs) events will affect you in the future. (laughs) I guess that's what that means. (laughs) It's like, all right. So um, there was one scene, like, when the narrator was talking about um, people who had been affected by the flying saucer because the saucers were flying so close to Earth that their, like, jets or whatever were knocking people over, <laughs> which was okay. the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, it would, like, make the growling noise of the thing shooting through the sky, and then people would just fall over. Like. <laughs> okay, I, I wish that would actually happen. That would be nice. That would be hilarious, because you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what just freaking happened? But there was one piece where it was, like, an old guy, and he's just walking out of his house and the narrator's talking about him and he's like oh he walked out never to be seen again like he just walked away and something happened to him so that was confusing but in my mind it reminded me of this video that I saw when I was little because I grew up in the Spanish Pentecostal church and they literally showed us this video of like the rapture and it scared me so bad and the house kind of like looked the same it's an old video Mm-hmm. And so it just looked similar. And I remember being so traumatized because, like, the person would be there. And then all of a sudden there was just, like, a puddle of blood. And they showed this in church to children. Yikes. Like, I grew up in the Baptist church, and that sounds about on par. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Mm. And then the other good part I saw was that there was a <laughs> an epic battle at the end between the cops and the aliens. And the cop slapped the shit out of the alien guy, and his face turned green. Yep. That was amazing. Explode the actual particles of sunlight. I forgot about the explanation. He's like, let me break it down to you, because your scientists right now are exploring how to do this and that, but we've known it for centuries. And particles of the sun. (laughs) I mean, this is kind of like, okay, this is, I'm going to out myself as a huge fucking nerd here, but this is kind of like when uh, they, in Star Trek, in the Star Trek universe, when you, when you break the warp barrier and the, um, the Vulcans come and talk to you, but with a lot more nationalism, (laughs) because when that guy was like, oh, explode particles of of sunlight, we could be a stronger nation than we already are. And I'm like, you fucking nationalist track bag, fuck you. (laughs) I like wanted to fight. <laughs> My reaction. You look already. That's so freaking funny. <laughs> My next note was, and they're sexist. I'm gonna throw my monitor out the window. <laughs> um, they are very sexist. It's yep. it's kind of trash. Both the aliens yeah. and the cops. I mean, I expect it with the cops, but the aliens are su- were super sexist too. It's like right. Ah. And that's how you know they're not really aliens. They're just people in alien suits. And can we talk about their costumes just for a second? (laughs) I'm going to do that for Halloween. (laughs) I seriously had the same thought because I'm like, I can slap that together. It was like 
shiny purple shirt, shiny khakis with a very clearly like hand cut out symbol on the chest. Yep. And I'm like, okay, if that's fashion of the future, you know, <laughs> we're in trouble. Like y'all were putting your brain power in the wrong places. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's all I got for plan night. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, this is a trope that you see in a lot of sci-fi, but this movie answers it by we need more sexist, religious, uh, bigoted aliens to come in and tell us to stop being sexist, bigoted animals. That's what I got from it. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. And I'm like, if there really is more out there and they're just like us, like, help the universe. Yeah. Uh, throw me in the garbage I'm done yeah seriously there's there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to go from here all right I'm ready to talk about reanimator <laughs> are you <laughs> I'm not really a hundred percent certain but may I just start by saying that um I've seen the cover for reanimator every year because I do 31 days of horror for my own kick every single year for like six years and I always see the cover and and my brain tells me that movie is like a campy good time and um yep that's just not what i got from this movie from actually watching it you know it's pretty camp but not like good time camp it's older and it has a lot of elements that i enjoy like um you know like the graphic stuff but it's like the old way that they used to do it and not like cgi like that part because especially with violence and with the cat because like i would have trouble with somebody being violent to an animal but that that cat was not convincing at all like it was just somebody (laughs) fucking around with a a stuffed animal to me so they might as well throwing a teddy bear against the wall because that's what it felt like there were literal okay so the cat really messed me up man like (laughs) Not like in a sensitive kind of way because it was very clearly fake. And that's what I like about these kinds of movies. That's what I couldn't get out trying to speak, but I was having flashbacks of the movie that it's clearly fake. You know, not like now when they're trying to make it ultra realistic and it like Mm -hmm. really messes with your head. But um, they were literally... He brought the cat back to life and it attacked him, but it stuck to his back and he's throwing it <laughs> over on the basement. Like yep. help get this freaking cat. And my husband was actually watching some of that with me. And as soon as you hear the cat making that god awful noise, like rising from the dead, he was like, Is that church? Is that church the cat? Pet cemetery? Yes. In my <laughs> opinion, the nerd guy, I think his name's Herbert. He yeah. carries the whole fucking movie. Like I his acting, his acting is so good. Like the beginning when he's I don't I don't even know what he says. All the German one hundred and one dialogue going around, and he's like, uh, he's just been given too much or whatever. I don't know. Just the acting, like the over the top. Yes, uh, does everything is just I live for that. That was the best part of the movie for me. He's just a wondrous ball of absolute cheese. No, he really is. And the close-ups on his facial expressions, because he basically <laughs> has the same one. Uh-huh. I gotta do the job. I know what I need to do next. Like, <laughs> I love that scene where he's in an, a lecture and he's just glaring at the doctor and snapping yes. pencils. Oh, it's that like, he held he held the pencil up first. Like, I'm gonna fucking do it. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> snap this shit. Like, like, no, um, he's not. <laughs> 
as a, as a fellow nerd, I that's like my way of intimidating people, you know? So <laughs> just glare at them and snap pencil. I really like that scene um, because I really like the way that they did the body because they cut his brain open and and then like while the guy's talking and I you know I don't have a medical degree I don't know how they do things in medical school but while they're talking and they're having this thing this guy's skull is just open and they're like panning around it so you have this little central gore spot while they're having this like petty knowledge off and he's like no you're crazy I can bring people back my notes for that scene, if you even lift, why don't you duke this out in a tables, ladders, and chairs match? That's literally what it was. Like, whose um, who's encyclopedia was bigger? Like, my encyclopedia right? is bigger than your encyclopedia. And he's like, show it. Drop trial, bro. Like, prove it. <laughs> so that was amazing. And I, yep. put, I did put um, that he really snapped his pencil. That's so sassy. Yep. So then um, the the non-scary part that um, made me really angry was when, like, the, you know, the creepy doctor was having dinner with the dean. Mm-hmm. And he was very concerned about who the dean's daughter was dating. And I was like, it's not your business. I was literally talking to the TV. <laughs> it's not your business what she does. She's a grown woman. She can make her own choices. And I was like... He likes her. He has a thing for her, but he's a hundred years old. Like she's you know not going to go. What bothered through. me about like her in general, like her reaction to his advances, is it's like right after every time she would have some overblown emotional reaction. Like, she hates Herb in that next scene. After huh. that, when they go to his house, but no, like really visceral negative reaction to that old dude creeping on her. And it's like, I think she would. I think she would. I think that. I mean, maybe she doesn't pick up on it, but later on. Two, he does that again. He's like, I'm going to take care of you. And then her reanimated daddy shoves himself into the window, dripping uh, cherry applesauce out of his mouth. And she's freaked out by that, but not about this old guy practically humping her. It's what? That's a valid point that I didn't even think about because she has very strong opinions about Herb. And rightfully so, because, Mm -hmm. you know, the first thing this dude does when he walks in is like, do you have a basement? (laughs) See, I'm on the whole time, so I guess I'm a little biased. Oh, okay. I'm not on anybody's side when I go in here. I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on. And the fact that he, and what's funny about that is that when he was like, oh, does this have a basement? And I looked at my husband and I was like, do you hear him? He's asking about the basement. And then they go down there and I turn to him and I'm like, this will do just fine. And then he said it. And I was like... (laughs) Of course he was going to say that. That's what they all say. <laughs> Predictable. <laughs> In such a good way. Yeah. But then this old guy is literally, I mean, he's so uncomfortable. And if it, mm-hmm. he was in my space, you know, I would have told him where he can stick it. Dude, I would have fucking moved to another state if that guy was in my space. <laughs> I'll put it that right. way. I'm like, I can't go to this school. I can't live near you. Like, I don't want you having anything to do with my life. You can be my dad's friend. That's fine. But don't come near me. Don't breathe the same air that I breathe. Yeah, that guy was... Obviously, he's a piece of work. He's nasty. But, like, that just, like, the first time I watched it. See, this was my second time when I watched for this. And the first time I watched it, like, I, like, creep vibes immediately. I don't know. And I think he's wearing a toupee. (laughs) 
Because so, his hair was very shiny. It might even be a wig. I'm not sure. I need to Google him and see if his hair really looked like that. I think it was a toupee. Not, I'm not hair shaming because I wear wigs sometimes. You do what makes you feel fabulous, honey. So uh, I was surprised most by all the naked people in this movie. <laughs> you were surprised by that. I wasn't. I was very surprised and um, real, really, um, uh, the scene at the, you know, towards the end where he's got the girl, he literally kidnaps her and has her naked on a table and his head is just, yeah. you know, like not on his body anymore. And I can't even <laughs> say what he did, but that's the most horrifying thing. It is. And you want, this is my note for that scene. Okay, oh, yeah. so we've arrived. This scene is pure fucking an unadulterated cringe and makes me feel like I need to take several showers and drink bleach. That's where really? that's how I feel about that scene. I wanted to drown my eyeballs in bleach. Yeah. Because was, I can't imagine acting for that scene. Mm-mm. No. But like so shortly afterwards, Herb utters the famous line, get a job in a sideshow. I I'm there for that. <laughs> Oh god, I can't. <laughs> I also like I'm again what with the lore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know if you noticed in the end when they're running away, Dean, his name is Dean, the guy that the chick is in love with and like the main character or whatever. Um he he drops a zombie in the hallway. He's fighting with it and it drops. But then like they're beating the shit out of it, like tearing pieces off of another one, and all of the pieces like stay animated. It's a hand on the ground wiggling. So, like, what's the rule there? You can you can full on kill some, and then others, their parts stay reanimated even. And like the colon choking out Herb. No, listen. Oh, listen <laughs> to me. Okay, I can't deal with that. That was wild. I really freaking like that. Does that make? because i was really enjoying that like it literally shot out of dude's body wrapped around herb's neck and was like gonna drag him to hell yep yeah and that was amazing that was i I don't understand the rules here i'm not saying i dislike what went on but i'm not yeah you know i don't like consistency here we really (laughs) like for them to play by the same rules through the whole movie otherwise it's a lot of what the hell. But regardless, there was a lot of what the hell in this movie. Yeah. Okay. So one thing that made me lose my freaking mind was when um, the doctor was trying to sneak down into the, the morgue and he had like that mannequin head on top of his body mm-hmm. and he had his own head in the bag and was trying to play it off like this is normal and I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> That just happened. Nobody seemed to really, you know, react to it. He had to go through a whole hospital like mm-hmm. that. And that just worries me. <laughs> Nobody was like, huh, that's not normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's something wrong here. <laughs> and then I did really like all the scenes where his head was in the pan. And he's just like, his head's like wiggling around and he's talking shit. I like that a lot. Yeah. But I hate him. Somehow they're like, mind linked i don't i don't understand like again what are the rules that was a question that i had because it seems like this doctor has like hypnosis but he had that before he was reanimated because he was like got herb to stand down so he could like steal his glowing liquid right 
I just thought it was very weird. Like, he just stared at him, and then he was like, okay, how's my life's work? So, like, is he, is the doctor, like, I don't know. Is he, because he was talking about, um, he was looking through the work, and he was like, oh, doctor, what's his face? Like, he was familiar with him? I mean, he was in that class, right? Now I feel like I need to rewatch it, but I don't know if I can do that to myself. I don't think he had, like, any kind of um, upper hand hypnosis-wise on anyone. It seemed to me like Herb's whole plan was to kill him. As soon as he came down there, I think that he was just so passive because the gears were already turning in his head and he was going to take a step back and uh, do what he did. Was it a shovel that got that got him too? I think it was a shovel. Yeah, it was a shovel because I remember him like slowly backing up and I'm just like, if you know, if you're trying to steal something from someone, right? Why would you just turn your back? Because he's like looking in the microscope and he's like, this is fascinating and then he gets myrtled well one thing i will say is that remember how glowing the the dean talked about him you know like this is the guy who brings all of the money in maybe he's just like so used to getting his way that he didn't ever consider that somebody might murder him i mean that makes sense that makes a lot of sense well too bad because you got murdered (laughs) (laughs) yep he sure did i mean three times maybe the body no i mean the body was still alive (laughs) Uh, his body was so gross but i thought it was hilarious how he's carrying his own head around yep he you know he's like i'm still intimidating is it bad that like the green ooze reminded me of teenage mutant ninja turtles no absolutely not (laughs) i'm I'm like he's gonna turn somebody into a ninja turtle (laughs) that might have made the movie better i'm not sure probably All right. Oh, I will say that like the gore didn't bother me at all because it was like so unrealistic. But the chest compressions at the end when he's trying to bring her back for some reason yeah. like the sound grossed me out really bad. Oh, did it really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't that's mm-mm. gross. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I didn't even. I that one didn't affect me, but you know, I really liked at the beginning too when the the german doctor's eyes like exploded i was like oh right away okay i can get into this movie like right away it's going crazy also like their their breakup scene was so stupid it was the worst and he's the worst because at the end let her die right seriously that but i mean they tell you in the beginning that that's going to happen because he's the good old boy who won't give up on the patient right clearly yeah all right, it's freaking time. It's time for the best movie of the week. And that's I have a feeling one. that this is probably going to retain like best one throughout the month, just based on what I know of a lot of the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did a good job, okay? Especially you filling in the gaps for the themes. And I think theme is it's a good choice like to theme of the weeks because there are so many horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many, and they're not all going to be great. And nope. that just, it is what it is. Yep. But, I mean, we'll still watch them. You Damn make right. them, we'll watch them, and we'll talk I will about watch, them. I will watch any old trash and get really mad. That's how I am with books, too. If it's trash, yep. I will read it and get so mad. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to go into a tangent for a second. Speaking of, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there is this book that they just recently made into a Netflix movie and it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm. Have you heard of it? I have not. 
Okay, so the only reason I even know of it is because it was mentioned on the podcast Books in the Freezer, which mm-hmm. I love because I'm not as familiar with horror books as I am with movies. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start dabbling because I first, I like, I read The Exorcist because I'm so genuinely afraid of that movie and I won't watch it again to kind of conquer my fear because it's a movie and I'm an adult and I'm not going to let a movie punk me. So I read the book and um, it was recommended on Books in the Freezer. So I started reading some of the ones that they um, recommended and one of them was I'm Thinking of Ending Things and it was so boring to me and it wasn't a scary it wasn't a scary book <laughs> at all, but I still finished it. And then the movie came out on Netflix, and I I still watched it. And it's was just it so boring? boring. It was so boring. Yeah. See, I, I mean, boring I can't do. But if I'm mad, if I'm mad, somebody told me do not read Moonchild by Aleister Crowley. Really? I, yeah. Somebody told me not to do it, and of course well, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it, and I fucking hate my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mad all the time. This guy walks into someone's apartment and bites them, and she's like, "So, how about the weather?" You know, like, excuse oh. me. Now I have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I have passed the curse on to you. Well, okay. So one book that I was genuinely angry about was um, the Great God Pan. Have mm. you read that one? I tweeted about it a while ago because Stephen King said this is one of the best books I've ever read. And so I was like, well, okay, if the man likes this book, I'm going to like this book. That's wrong. That's the same thing that happened to me when I got tricked into reading um, H.P. Lovecraft. I hated it. I hated H.P. Lovecraft because I don't like his style of writing. Like, I'll watch anything based off of his stuff, but I don't like reading it. And The Great God Pan was, like, several stories. And it is old. Like, it's an old book. But it was just so misogynistic and it just I was just like boiling with rage (laughs) while I'm reading these (laughs) stories but I finished it and I was like okay like (laughs) I'm angry but I read it and I don't understand that's how I am with most books like if it doesn't make me mad I usually get bored eventually (laughs) then I'd stop reading it that's a great way to live life (laughs) (laughs) is it though I think so and that's why we're here I agree that Train to Busan may be the best movie on this list mm-hmm. because it was phenomenal. Okay. Mm-hmm. For so many reasons. Like it was shot so well. They gave so many great scenes. It was just like crisp and vibrant and beautiful, as beautiful as a movie that is very gory and violent can be. Don't judge me. It was so good. It's a good movie. It's not even the caveat of it's a good horror movie. It's just a good movie. Like, yeah. that's the thing about it that uh, I really like. Like you said, it was somehow beautiful, even though it was really gory. Um, yeah. And it's also just the character development. Because I fucking yes. hated the the fit daddy in the beginning. I hated that guy. He's a stupid capitalist, and I would fight him. But then, yeah. at the end, I'm fucking bawling. I'm bawling. <laughs> I hated. I was the same way, okay? And I saw your your comments on your Tumblr about this. And I was like, I swear she jumped into my brain. Our brains <laughs> were connected when we watched this movie. I swear. Because I 
I was intent on not liking the main guy at all Mm -hmm. because, you know, I have a not great relationship with my dad and I hate movies where the dads are bad. Like his sweet daughter. Oh gosh, my heart right now. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't even want to be around him. She's like trying to go around him to get to her mom. And he's like telling her no. And she was like, you always tell me we're going to do stuff and then you lie to me and we don't do it. And my heart was just broken. And mm-hmm. I was like, you don't deserve her. Like you're trash. Right. Yes. But mm-hmm. then throughout the movie, and I honestly didn't think that his character could be redeemed, but then, well, you know, there's, he's just, Oh, he just grows so much. And like the zombies really made him realize like what is important in this life. And that's his baby, his baby and his mom. But I just, I said, Gong Yu is giving, like, new life to the term Zaddy because he just came out so on top towards the end of the movie. And I was like, okay, I think I might like you. It was, like, so emotional. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I do like that the badass in it is a dad bod dude. (laughs) He's just like, okay, he's going to bust it. (laughs) Yes. He was my favorite because he was just I mean he was fatherly to the girl like right away he was like trust me you're not going to want to go to this bathroom go to the next bathroom you can go to that one and nor like my first thought honestly was like yo I don't like dudes talking to children because of how I was raised and um you know because of things that go on and it's kind of sketch for adults to approach children but it didn't feel that way with him, you know? And she's mm-hmm. just like, okay. But with his wife being pregnant, that's my nightmare situation. And I had um, rage flashbacks to the beginning of Walking Dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you watch The Walking Dead? No. Oh, my <laughs> God. So I stopped watching it because it made me really mad. But I had watched several seasons. So the main character, Rick, he's like a sheriff. And in the beginning, he wakes up in a hospital. You know, he doesn't realize that there's a zombie outbreak just yet. So his wife's name is Lori. And Mm -hmm. she ends up at this camp with their son. And she doesn't know where her husband is. And he's presumed to be dead. And, like, literally the first thing she does is sleep with his best friend. Yikes. Big yikes. And she ends up pregnant (laughs) in a zombie apocalypse. And that's why. Yikes, feels like pregnancy is a punishment in that case, because obviously it is, but uh, kind of like for the character, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, like, it's mostly like on her, which I don't know if I like that. That feels a little yucky, but you know, I mean, it's also something that could happen. So anytime that there's any kind of post-apocalyptic movie and a girl ends up pregnant, because I'm, ugh, that's probably too deep, but you know, pregnancy already scares me, but like there's, where's the doctor? You have mm-hmm. to find a doctor. Otherwise, you know, anything can happen. So um, this pregnant lady in Train to Busan, I just, I wanted to protect her. And I love that she mm-hmm. had that guy, her her supporting husband, who literally just put everything in to protect her. Well, and their unborn child. And when he, he named the baby before he, before he got attacked. Yeah. Okay, when he sacrificed, I knew that that sacrifice was coming from the beginning, because I was like, this character is going to sacrifice himself. I can tell by his, like, the way that they've written him, the way he's behaving. And, but when it happened, I still, full balling. I was crying. (laughs) It didn't help that I knew. It didn't, it didn't help at all. (laughs) 
I honestly thought the pregnant lady was going to go. I really did. And I was so hurt because I was just expecting it through the whole movie. But, yeah, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, that was good. I also liked that that, uh, Dad Bod was too much of a boomer to know how to change his ringtone. And that was like a joke. And they made fun of him for it. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. I love this movie so much. One of my all-time just favorite parts about this movie, I think there were like three different scenes where something like this happened. But, you know, okay, so first I liked that they had to see you to be like triggered into attack mode. Mm-hmm. Cuz usually it's like hearing you. Like if they mm-hmm. hear you, then they go into a frenzy. So they just you know, like, put water on the window and put newspaper, and they're like, there, it's good. <laughs> like, they can't see us, so they can't attack. But when they were in attack mode, and they were, like, they would, like, ram the glass, and until the point where the glass cracked, and then zombies would pour out of these windows. It yeah. was fluid. I thought that was so amazing, because how scary is that? Super scary. Like, just the way that they moved, and how they all moved together, again, by that sight, kind of, like, they would just like move in a pack. It was yes. just, like freaky. The choreography and stuff in it, th- that was so good. Like, <laughs> And then that scene where they're like showing the city. I think it was the first city that they tried to stop in. And the mm-hmm. helicopter, it could not have been, I'm not sure. But the helicopter had danglers on it, oh, like yeah. that was holding on. And they dropped, like they fell and hit the ground and immediately got back up and started eating people. Yep. <laughs> That is a nightmare. Like, imagine you're scared, minding your business, walking down the street, and then a zombie just hits the ground and gets up and eats your face. So another thing I really liked through this movie, but also made me kind of sad, were, like, all the moments where the little girl was realizing, like, that her dad was kind of shitty. Because Mm -hmm. even though she was raised by him, you know, she had a giving heart. And, like, when she, oh, I loved the two grandmas. They were hilarious. And um, when she gave the old woman her seat and she's like, oh, sit here, have my seat. You know, she insisted that the woman sat there and the dad's like, you know, you you really need to be looking out for yourself. And she looked at him like, that is not what we need in this world. (laughs) Like, we need to care about each other. And there were just several moments like that where she would just like look at him and he had to be feeling like the biggest jerk in the world. Like, your little girl's telling you you're wrong. But he he grew. Yeah. He was the changed young capitalist fighting the old capitalist that was not going to change. The old dog oh, that could that not. guy? Yeah. The COO that guy. guy? I do like that he went out like into the curse screaming for his mommy. That was very satisfying to me. <laughs> I agree. I really do. And I found myself wondering this whole movie because um, the transformation was so quick. But I was just wondering like what they saw. When their mm-hmm. eyes glazed over and they, like, made the switch. Yeah. I also, over. like, some of them switched really quick and some of them, like, seemed to linger a bit. And I wondered what that was about, too. But. I don't know. I think it's just, like, like willpower. Because you could tell that he was fighting it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Daddy fought it the hardest. Yeah. He was like, I want to stay here with my girl. Like. Yeah. Well, I showed what he saw as he. And, yeah. and that. That made me cry so hard. The end of my notes on this is, oh, fuck, why did they make it worse? Oh, my God, and worse. I did not want to cry this much. Not fair. Me either. That was so unexpected for me. Like, Mm -hmm. 
It was so beautiful. My my best notes though were <laughs> uh, when he was fighting with the the old capitalists on the train. I was like, mm-hmm. kick him in the nards. Yes. <laughs> would it matter? Would it matter? Would like a zombie getting kicked in the nuts like have any reaction? <laughs> I thought I, I was yelling that at my computer screen <laughs> when I was watching it. It was a very valid thought because he was the worst guy. Yeah. Like. Oh, he made me so angry. And he was, like, encouraging other people to be, like, shitty. Mm-hmm. And, like, no. Like, no. And, I mean, that they really weren't going to let... They really weren't going to let the survivors into the last car. Mm-hmm. I was really freaking hurt. And I was also terrified because, um, you know, they had to wait for the tunnels, mm-hmm. the darkness, to fight yeah. their way to the next cars. And I had... <laughs> had flashbacks i went to new york for the first time last year Mm. and we didn't know like some stops you have to be in certain cars um to get off on that stop because they don't like i guess they don't have enough space so Mm. our stop we were in like the last cars and we had to jump the cars even though they tell you not to do that Mm. so i'm literally in my cosplay because we went to uh, a comic-con so mm-hmm. I'm dressed as Polaris. I have a cape. I'm in all green. And I have to jump these cars. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, excuse me. And my tights, it's freezing because it was October in New York. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, imagine this with zombies. <laughs> I think we should have that thought whenever we do anything. Imagine this with zombies. With zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now we have to ask ourselves the question. You know the question? Hmm. Do zombies poop? Oh, God, not that question. <laughs> it's the end of the zombie movies, and we have to ask the question. And it is the poop white like that lady's puke in the way. <laughs> is it like bird shit? Oh, that is a terrifying thought, because they are already, like, ugh. They already, like, leak fluids. Well, that's what I linked you to with that question was, like, full of some, like, real, like, people put some thought into answering that. Yeah, I didn't even look at the thread because (laughs) I was afraid. Uh, That's a good instinct, to be afraid. My first thought would be, like, no, because, um, like, your plumbing would stop. But then again, people, like, when they die, they void their balls, so I don't really know. I'm not gonna give this that much thought. Like, uh, to be <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna out of that one. Okay. Well, I guess the final answer is I don't think zombies poop. You're welcome. The bad thing about that is you could not find zombie poop in the woods. You'd have to look for tracks, not poop. <laughs> oh my gosh! If you're hunting a zombie, it doesn't shit. You have to look for tracks only. I say this as somebody who just found bear poop like last week when I went out in the in the woods and I was like, okay, I need to be louder and more careful. It's terrifying to me. And you're in, you know, where bears are. And I didn't really think about if there are bears in Florida, but <laughs> our friend found a bear in his backyard the other day. What? What kind of bears do you guys have down there? Honestly, I don't know, but um, I'm from Michigan, and when I first moved here 10 long years ago, it's probably 11 now, but I was very um, confused about the wildlife here because they have deer, and they are very small, like the size of big dogs, and I'm used to, like, big deer, like, (laughs) 
like big deer. Oh, that reminds me also in Train to Busan, the beginning, um, when yeah. that man hit the deer, and I was yeah. like, okay, so hitting a deer in Michigan is terrifying in and of itself because they're huge, and um, they'll wreck your car. <laughs> so yeah. like, and then yeah. usually, dudes, if they hit them with their truck, they'll like put the the deer in the back of their truck. But if you have a small car, then you just kind of go about your business like you just hit this deer and the guy in the movie did the same he was like oh that was crazy and then the freaking deer got it back up yep <laughs> I didn't like that at all like mm. do zombie deer eat people that's a good question i think that that's even more important than the poop question i think you're right what if zombie de- does zombie deer poop though oh god <laughs> how many <laughs> rabbit holes can we find oh my gosh do they eat other deer? I mean, I think that this needs to be, like, there needs to be a sequel that just focuses on the zombie deer. Please. I would watch that because I'm very confused. Because when people turn into zombies, I think it's stupid that their first, their instinct is to go after other people. Wouldn't it be to, like, I don't know, like, ransack the burger joints? I don't know. What are the rules? Are we going to ask that every movie? <laughs> we are. We are. And it's like, that was my, I had a what are the rules moment with the, the transition period because him having a conversation, like a full conversation with his mom on the phone before she yeah. Oh gosh. And then like the, the lady that got onto the train, it seemed like a good, like five to eight minutes to turn. She did right? take a long time. Yeah. So that's why I'm like kind of wondering. And, and like you said, it did seem like there was some willpower involved because the people that tried to fight it, seem to last a little longer i don't know i would like to know what that if anybody knows please at us i mean it would be they should make a sequel to this because i mean they just there made is <laughs> there is a sequel there is a train to busan too but i don't think it's available in the u.s yet oh when it is i'm gonna watch it yeah same yeah because i hope it explains some more things it's gonna show if the mom survived the, the little oh, girl. yeah, I have to know that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because, I mean, they were trying to get a hold of her and she wouldn't pick her phone up, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. So, Right, and it just leaves you wondering. Oh, I hate loose ties unless they're, like, really good. And then you're like, I'm going to wonder about this forever, which would be my goal if I made a movie. You know, there is a reanimator, too. <laughs> no, I can't do that to myself. I can't do it. That was that was a one and done for me. There are some movies where I'll watch repeatedly, but I cannot do that. <laughs> I watched that one twice. Just like like the second time was just because I needed to refresh for this, and uh, I made it through solely on the cheesy acting of the guy who plays Herbert. That's yeah, he did it. Yeah, he did it for me because Dean was kind of like me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you're the sidekick. You're not the main guy at all. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to add about the movies that we watched? Nah. I'm good. I will post I will post my notes on my blog and Oh yeah, where can people find your blog? I have a temporary like just blog for this project and it is garbagegrimoire.tumblr.com. And it's great. I really like your doodles. Okay. So this was just the first week. Okay. We have lots more spooky fun. But next week's next week's uh, theme is vampires. Fuck Mary, stick to the heart. And we have some gems on that list. Let me oh yeah! Right now. Like I'm freaking ready. 
<laughs> I, I couldn't hold back. I already watched John Carpenter's Vampires once and I, I got very mad. <laughs> As I do. And your notes were amazing. I'm, I'm excited to discuss that one. Heck yeah, I'm really excited to hear that. I'm most excited for, I think, probably Interview with a Vampire. It might be a long podcast. It is what it is. Um, The best part, honestly, about watching a scary movie is talking about it afterwards and also yelling at your TV during. Right? Yeah. Right. That's what I did during John Carpenter's Vampires. It's just full just me yelling at my computer screen the whole time. Uh, That was me during Fright Night. (laughs) So when I watch Fright Night, I'm always like, even though I've seen it a bajillion times, every single time. I'm not sure if I've watched it. it. You know, I've watched I watched a lot like back in the 90s. So I grew up with a mom who was obsessed with horror movies. And so I was like watching horror movies in kindergarten. And so I might yep. have watched it. But I don't I don't remember it like right off the bat reading this stuff. So it may be a new experience to me or at least it, it'll be new to my current brain. You know, so you don't even understand how excited that makes me. I love Fright Night. And I love when people tell me that they prefer the remake over the original. Well, are we, we're watching, are we watching the remake or the original? We're watching the original, but I will say for extra credit, we can also watch the remake. Okay. And compare and contrast. Speaking of extra credit, I'm going to be posting um, another list to uh, the blog on the Sage Cigarettes magazine website uh, that has another 30 horror movies in 30 days that was made courtesy of my friend Luke. He used to run Dark Slate Media. He doesn't do that anymore. But I asked him to compile a list for me of his favorite movies and movies he thinks that everyone should see at least once. So I'm going to post that for extra credit if anybody wants to watch that. So the website for the magazine is www.sagecigarettes.com. And you can follow it on Twitter. But this stuff won't really be on the magazine's Twitter. It'll be on our personal Twitters. So my Twitter account is at which, W-I-T-C-H-X pudding. Mine is at Nocturnical. And that's at N-O-C-T-U-R-N-I-C-A-O. Follow us along for any extra credit tidbits because... I don't know about you, but I'm definitely watching more than what's on the list. And sometimes we rage about it. Like last night, I was drunk watching Anaconda. That's amazing. I was drunk referring tattoos. So So, lots and lots of extra credit. We'll see you next week with the vampire stuff. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Sage Cigarettes Magazine. The theme music was done by Nathan Francis. You can find a link to his SoundCloud as well as the social media links for the hosts in the show notes. Happy haunting. <laughs>